Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Uh, so this is going to be breaking news. Uh, the Eagles are playing one of the best teams in the NFL this week. Yeah. It's in Philadelphia. There will be fans in the stands, which will... <laughs> you know what? I... How Carson Wentz is incredibly lucky that you know there were not fans in the stands for that Rams game and especially that Bengals game. The whole team for the Bengals game. My goodness. I don't care if it was... 200 people. He's lucky I wasn't in the stands. Like, I, I think about this, like, how much I'd want to be there. If I can get into that field where I know they could hear my voice, I mean, I would make it a point to get my message across about how completely broken this team is. You know, the report from Jeff McClain that, you know, came out this week again that Howie Roseman is now picking the inactives and, you know, not supposedly consulting with the coaches on game day. It's like, this is unbelievable how, like, just broken the Eagles are and it's broken at all three levels players coaches and absolutely with a bullet on top right now the GM because he is terrible it's just there's no uh, cohesiveness with this team right now I mean that Steelers game was winnable if you saw the all 22 it came out um specifically on a drive where the Eagles could have ch- uh, had a chance to take the lead there in the fourth quarter. Travis Fulgham, who obviously was the star of the game, hits a double move on the outside, and Wentz throws the pump fake, and he is, he's got about five yards of separation on a walk-in touchdown, and Carson doesn't throw him the ball. That is what we're talking about. When people see the TV copy, you get the impression that Carson Wentz is playing good football in that game. Like, it, it looked better. But guess what? It wasn't. It's the throws that are missed. And don't get me wrong. There was another one in that game where the, the, the Steelers rushed three guys and Stephon Tewitt just beat Matt Pryor because Matt Pryor shouldn't be playing. He's just he's, he's, he's being outclassed right now. And they would have had a touchdown again. And, of course, Wentz couldn't throw it. And it looked like he was gearing up to throw that. And don't get me wrong. Every single quarterback in the NFL misses a throw here and there. Just with the Eagles, it's just way too much. Especially at a guy that we're expecting to be elite. You can't keep doing this. It can't keep happening, right? We're getting upset about Jim Schwartz and Nathan Gary, and rightfully so. Those guys absolutely have earned every criticism that comes their way. I mean, Gary, think about this. Pro football focus, put the numbers out. It's like, what, 24 for 24 in coverage this year? The opposing quarterback is 24 for 24 against him? Think about that. You'd think by accident he would throw an inaccurate pass or something like that. No, 24 for 24. And people are just getting on Gary. It's like, get on the coach. The guy shouldn't be on the field. And I don't care if you say, well, this guy can't play. I don't know about this guy. Sean Bradley can't cover. Nathan Gary can't cover. 24 for 24? Think about that. That's essentially that. Everybody sitting at home. Everybody listening to this. Everybody who is in you know, a decibel level of my voice can be in coverage and have the same exact number or better than Nathan Gary. You statistically could not be worse in terms of just pass completion percentage. It's unbelievable. He's still on the field because he can do everything. What? He can't do anything. Clearly, he struggles doing anything. And it's a shame the guy has to go out there and take a beating every week and that Claypool play, oh my God, it was quarters coverage, it was this, it was that. Guys, stop. 
you seen Robbie Coleman telling him to get back. He's tripping over his feet. That's the biggest problem, like I saw there. And I don't care if you tell me, oh, he's a he's like a track star. Well, yeah, I don't care. He is not a good football player. There's a difference. And it's not his fault. The guy moved from safety to, to linebacker. You would think he'd be at least able to cover people. He can't even do it. His confidence is completely wrecked. I can't blame the guy. You're putting him out there to fail. So what happens this week? What, uh, well, the Steelers, who didn't run an end around, I think, all season, ran about 100. Because the book's out. The book is out on the Eagles' defense. They, it, it, it shocks me, as somebody who's had to watch Schwartz's defenses for five years now, it shocks me that it took from 2016 to 2020 for people to realize that if you play-action rollout or do any type of misdirection on the Eagles' defense, that... It will absolutely work. Now, a specific, or especially with the linebackers they have, it's an absolute guarantee. Like Ray Ray McLeod, think about it. I don't even think the Steelers knew Ray Ray McLeod was on the team. He had a freaking career game against the Eagles because all they did was jet sweep him and reverse him. And the same thing with Claypool. Claypool had a rushing touchdown on a jet sweep. Our, the undisciplined defense that he runs, this passive, soft-ass, weak-ass bitch defense that the Eagles have been running now for the last five years needs to go. I'm sorry. It's like they, they refused. It's just so funny to me that the always they're always blaming the coordinators on the offense. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Mike Groh was some great coordinator. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not saying that at all. But it was just, he's the problem. He's the problem. He's the problem. But yeah, Jim Schwartz is just getting pass after pass after pass. And our defenses suck worse and worse and worse. And here's the thing. If he wants to say, well, oh, well, look who the players I got have. I get it. The GM sucks. We all know that. But the fact of the matter is he keeps trotting guys like Jalen Mills out there to play corner. He can't play corner. Nathan Gary out there to play linebacker. He can't play linebacker. Show us that Failure is not accepted. That's the thing. Like, this guy just refuses to make a damn adjustment ever, ever. There's no adjustments. It's crazy to me. We traded for Gennard Avery last year, fourth-round pick. Oh, he, he won't be able to play till next season. Why? Why? A great coach adapts to the strengths of his players. By the way, Sidney Jones. Oh, man, he, he's been like a savior for the Jaguars. And I get it. He was always hurt. But the thing is, like, Rasul Douglas, he's excelling and... and Please don't read Elliot Shore Parks putting up those numbers. It was so funny that Calvin Ridley put that guy in a freaking body bag this week in terms of telling him that, like, yo, they're playing a zone. There's no specific matchups. But he coached to the strength of his player. That's what good coaches do. They don't force you to fit into a scheme. We just went through that with Chip Kelly. Remember he traded all our guys away because he thought he was the star? He thought he could put anybody into any position and make it work. And guess what? It doesn't work. Not in the National Football League. Somebody's good at something, you figure it out. You figure out how to get the most out of their abilities. And our defense does not do that at all. And it's funny because we're playing the Ravens. So let, let's just look at this. What are the Ravens going to do against the Eagles? Well, one, they're already a team that runs a lot of play action and a lot of misdirection to begin with. So guess what? Check. They're going to do that. They have an elite quarterback in terms of running the football. Check. You think he ain't going to roll out? Check. You think he ain't going to try to get... First of all, what are you going to do? Put a spy on him? You think Nathan Gary could tackle Lamar Jackson? Nathan Gary can't tackle me right now. He ain't tackling Lamar Jackson. I mean, we're, we're in some serious trouble there. They're, they're licking their chops. They are licking their chops to play the Eagles because they know that it's, it's easy points. We played two competent offenses this year, and they both could have scored 50, but they took their feet. Like, think about it. There was penalties in the Steelers game, and the Rams took their feet off the ass. That's, that's what happened. And, and by the way, the Steelers' offense wasn't even, like, clicking on all cylinders going into this game. It was like the, they were coming off a low. Like, it's crazy. And we made them look like, you know, the greatest offense of all time. They were freaking the Rams 2000 
Well, guess what? Now you're playing a team that is probably clear. I mean, really, like this offense is going to have, they're going to do what they want against the Eagles. It is what it is. I have absolutely, absolutely no confidence in our defense because it's an antiquated defense. So the Ravens, what they've done is, we'll, we'll flip it to their defense right now. The Ravens play this new style defense in a way where it's like they have spent money on their secondary. They want their corners to be really good. Marcus Peters, you know, Marlon Humphrey. They had Earl Thomas. You know, like they were spending their money in their secondary. They let Terrell Suggs go, guys like that, because they figured we can generate a pass rush. We can figure out a way to get a pass rush. We don't have to spend so much money on defensive ends and defensive tap and all this stuff. We can generate a pass rush through blitzing the quarterback. We could figure out a way by scheming it. And guess what? They're right. They are right. It's not 1990 anymore. You know what I mean? Like you can draw up creative blitz packages to to create pressure. And their corners where they spent the most money. And and by the way, that's where this league is going, where you should be putting your biggest resources into quarter and cornerback because if you have good cornerbacks, I mean, your pass rush will get home quicker. I mean, it's just common sense. If these guys can cover on the back end, the front end has more time to hit the quarterback. And the Ravens seem like they figured it out while the Eagles said, you know what, it's 1984 still. We're going to figure it out. We're going to beat you with our defensive line. It's just, and again, I always thought football was you win on the offense and defensive line, and I still believe you do. But, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't figure out different ways to win on the defensive line via blitzing. Jim Johnson did it best, man. We, we never were passive. It was an aggressive defense. That's the thing. You could have a great defensive line and still be aggressive. Just because you have a great defensive line doesn't mean you have to play this wide nine bullshit and just sit back on your heels and let teams get what they want, essentially. Oh, because, well, well Josh Sweat didn't get to the quarterback here, so I guess it's allowed to be a 30-yard completion. That's what his defense is, and it's terrible. And it doesn't help that the... And by the way, he's a, he plays a big part in terms of like guys they go after. Like, for instance, last year, the big thing was, oh, Zach Brown over Jamie Collins because he wanted Zach Brown because he's a, he's a run stopper. And again, I get it. Maybe Jamie Collins wouldn't have worked out with the Eagles regardless, but it's like things like that where, where he makes picks. Like, Schwartz hated Eric Rowe. Get him off the team. Eric Rowe's now in Miami. Plays at safety. Okay, he wasn't a corner. But we quit on a young player because we said, you know what? He can't play corner. Well, you, you didn't do that with Mills. You brought him back as a safety. Now you put him back at corner. He can't do that. He gets favorites. I, I Listen, I just believe he's run his course here in Philadelphia. I really do. I have nothing but respect for Jim Schwartz forever because we won a Super Bowl with him as the defensive coordinator. I'll never forget it. But I mean, really, at, at some point, this defensive philosophy is going, like, it's leaving the NFL. It's not the way you win in this league now. It's a passing league. You need to be as aggressive as the, as the offenses that you're playing. And guess what? We're playing an uber-aggressive offense this week. By the way, if you want a daily fantasy tip, here's the name, Mark Andrews. He might go for like 2,000 yards in this game, and he might catch like six touchdowns. I mean, honestly, he might break tight end records in this game. Him or Boyle, whoever, whatever tight Get any Ravens tight end you could this week because our linebackers can't cover they will pick that apart, and our defense won't adjust. So there you go. I mean, you'll probably see a couple creative blitzes this week from the Eagles because Jim Schwartz knows he's under the hot seat here, so he's going to dial some things up and try to make it look different. But don't get me wrong. Even if he does this week, he'll fade back into what he is. Oh, man, we, we need to just rely on Vinnie Curry to get pressure. By the way, let's talk about that. Um, so the Eagles cut two guys this week, Graylon Arnold and Casey Tuhill, and guess what? 
Casey Tuhill, the defensive end, the kid from Stanford, the seventh round pick who made the team. Everybody was all pumped up. He was going to be the new Joe Osman role or whatever. Uh, the Redskins, or the Washington, the Redskins, the Washington football team claimed him off waivers because we needed 32 year old Vinnie Curry back on the roster. That's the problem here. And again, I get it. I am not saying Casey Tuhill was going to be some great player. You, you never know. But the thing is, he was a seventh round pick on an absolute dream contract. So if you can develop that player and figure out a way, it's a cheap resource. But nope, 32-year-old Vinnie Curry, who won't be on this team next year, got that roster spot on a team that's 1-3-1. That's the GM. That is the freaking GM. Oh, we thought we could sneak him away or to the practice squad. Dude, you are a clown. He's just a clown. I mean, really. It's always error on the side of, oh, God, we got to get some... Like, we need to get younger. He doesn't... That's another thing. Roseman is also back in the 1990s. He thinks that it's just like you spend all your money on your defensive line. By the way, I have no problem spending money on the offensive line because the offensive line is still the most important thing on your offense. It really is. That and your quarterback. It's 1-1-A. I mean, really. Like, and by the way, our expensive offensive line has four backups starting right now. So it's worked out wonders, right? I'm just I'm just so tired and frustrated with the GM. I hate I, I just I can't I hate him as a GM. He's just a horrible GM. He's not good at his job. And here we are playing the Ravens this week. You know, I and it's it's just we all see what's coming. It's like this is the first time in a long time where I'm walking into a game. Like I walked into it last week. You knew it was gonna be hard. Like you know that this thing like if the the Ravens are going to be able to do what they want on offense, that's the problem here. I don't care if Carson Wentz starts playing better. I know for a fact that the Baltimore Ravens are going to get what they want on offense. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going to struggle because the Ravens defense is uber aggressive. Hint. And guess what? They got good corners. Hint. Like, listen, I'm rooting hard for Travis Fulgham. This is a test. Peters and Humphrey, okay, and the book's out. They're not going to be unprepared. They know what's coming. They know this guy is, you know, he's our number one guy. By the way, which is funny, if Peterson said, you know, Alshon's going to get back in and Deshaun, and it's like if those two guys get in over Fulgham, now we really got a problem, you know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. It's gotten to the point where, you know, we have to question these things. Like, we don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, it would, with the way Roseman is, it wouldn't shock me if they tried to put Fulgham on waivers thinking they could sneak him back to the practice. I mean that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not even, I'm half kidding when I say that. Because it just blows my mind, this two-hole thing this week, that they did that. Thinking, oh, yeah, nobody's going to, like, you did the same thing with, like, uh, it's just, it's just so stupid to do that. They did it with Sharif Miller. And again, Sharif Miller didn't work out. That was a great pick. But I'm just saying, the two corners you cut, when we, you know, oh, we got Craig James hurt. We had Jalen Mills start at corner the last two games while Jones and Douglas. And again, I am not sitting here talking highly of Jones or Douglas. I do know Jones flashed in the last couple games of the year making plays when it mattered. And they quit on him. After he finally started showing some type of confidence playing, they quit on him. And and again, I get it. His He was not reliable. He really was not reliable. But he was on a cheap contract. What, what was the point of cutting him? And who'd you cut him for? Really? Look at the rock. Like, two hill? Two Hill made the team over, or Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas. And you cut Two Hill because you, you didn't need him, right? Nathan Gary made the team over them. <laughs> Marcus Epps. That's just on defense. Really, like, think about it. Think about some of the guys that had roster spots on this team. Sue Opeta. 
like these are the names, like guys you're not hearing, versus guys that would have been playing, like Douglas and and Jones would have been playing. Now again, coach never coached to their strengths. I don't know what the Eagles' game plan is going to be on offense this week. I really don't. My guess is with them being uber-aggressive, generally how you beat an uber-aggressive team is through, you know, screens and, and creative ways of getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly like the Steelers did last week. I, I just not went to game. And again, like I said, we're sitting here and everybody's jumping up for joy and going, Carson Wentz finally played a good game when really he played an average game at best and he missed a couple throws. I mean, he had some points left on the field. He left points on the field. That double pump to Fulgham and not throwing it to him baffles me. It's like, do you not get the clear picture here, pal? Are you not seeing the field right? Like, you got exactly what you wanted, and he didn't throw the ball where it was supposed to go. The three keys to winning this game. Oh, man. Well, one is a freaking absolute miracle. But in reality, the three keys to winning, the Eagles need to... They're Again, they got to somehow neutralize Baltimore's pass rush. They're going to be uber-aggressive. The offensive line needs to, to win. That's There it is. The offensive line needs to win. Carson Wentz needs to be given some time. Two is Travis Fulgham needs to still be Jerry Rice. That is absolutely what needs to happen because we're not going to score enough points. And three, Jim Schwartz's defense needs to completely switch. We cannot get rolled out like we've been for five weeks here. Those are the keys to winning this game. Those are the major keys if the Eagles are going to have a shot to beat the Baltimore Ravens. They cannot let the misdirection, end around, play action rollouts, just beat them to death. I mean, that's how they got, they got to figure out a way to make the Ravens try something different. Because I could, spoiler, that's exactly what the Ravens are going to do on offense. Now, going over the injury report here, um, Marcus Epps didn't practice. He had a rib. That's not good. Lane Johnson did not participate with an ankle. I don't know what his status will be. My guess is he doesn't play this week. He probably doesn't play next week um, against the Giants. Uh, again, it's just going to be a lingering issue all season. Um, prior, I guess, under the weather, not practicing. Duke Riley didn't participate with a rib. Like these rib injuries. Um, but Deshaun was limited. Alshon limited. Avante Maddox limited. Richard Rodgers was limited. And... You know, Slay was limited with his concussion. It looks like Slay's going to end up playing, which is crucial towards our chances of winning. If Maddox plays, obviously that's helpful as well because anybody with a pulse is better than Jalen Mills. He can't play corner anymore, and and we all know that. So, I mean, him coming back will be a big step up. I mean, believe it or not, it is. It's a massive step up. Um, Deshaun playing, I, I know we're all quitting on him and rightfully so because he, he's unreliable you can't trust him you don't know what you're going to get you don't know how long you're going to get it for it's hard to make a game plan on offense when you know that this guy could come out at any time but I mean he does bring another element here he'll help Travis Fulgham he'll help Zach Ertz who desperately needs help because clearly he's having serious issues he can't separate from anybody um looking at who else here uh all full, by the way, coming back are Sean Bradley, Jamon Brown. Jamon Brown is a big one because he might start this week. I can really see them pulling prior and putting Jamon Brown in. Uh, Fletcher Cox is back. Obviously, uh, Jason Kelsey was back. Hassan Ridgeway and Kayvon Wallace. So, I mean, shockingly, this is as healthy as the Eagles have been going into a game in a while, I guess, in a way. Offensive line looks like it'll be Mylotta. Like I said, I'm going to go Jamon Brown or Herbig here and then um, Kelsey and then 
Herbig or Pryor at right guard. I, I think they might move Brown back to left guard, put Herbig back at right guard, and then the right tackle will be um, Jack Driscoll. My guess, because I don't see Lane Johnson playing. Great game to miss. Uh, wide receivers, obviously, Fulgham. I mean, Jeffrey plays. It's going to be limited. He'll take more or less. Just He'll, he'll probably have a, be on a limited snap, uh, snap count. Ward. Uh, Jackson. I mean, getting Jackson in there, obviously, is a little a much improvement over John Hightower, who's just not ready to play. Um, which, again, I hate saying that in the NFL. Everybody should be ready to play, but it's clear he's not. And then, you know, Wentz, Sanders, and hopefully Sanders can get some running lanes if the line wins. But Pryor was so bad last week that that's why, you know, we had 10 carries for six yards. I mean, our guards aren't good. I mean, Herbig's serviceable, but Pryor is not. He has to come out. And I'm hoping that he does come out this week. And it's like, okay, cool, he comes out. But Jack Driscoll, no offense to him, he's not Lane Johnson, goes in. Ah, this is this one's going to be a tough one. The Ravens are really good. They're really fast. Um, their wide receivers, obviously Marquise Hollywood Brown, he's really fast. But again, if Darius Slay plays, that's a big advantage, um, at least in terms of that. I mean, it's 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 that simple with the defense. The linebackers are so weak that if they can't stop the misdirection plays, and let me tell you this, like if that the Ravens will get what they want on offense. I mean, the Steelers were 11 for 15 on third down last week. That's almost impossible. That's how bad this defense has gotten. They were supposed to be the strength of this team. Strength, they are one of the biggest weaknesses in the history of this league. It's, again, is it doable? Well, yeah, if these things are corrected. I mean, really, if they stop misdirections and play-action rollouts, I mean, I don't know what the Ravens might be shocked and not have a counterpunch because they can't believe that this team finally, after five years, figured out how to do it, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't even worry about it. If I'm them, that's all I'm doing is boom, boom, boom. And and then it's funny, in this week in practice day, of Jalen Hurts playing Lamar Jackson. I'm like, dude, you might want Jalen Hurts to be Lamar Jackson in this game. It's... I, I, you would think the plan would be, you know, try to keep the Ravens' offense off the field. But the Eagles' running game isn't just going to be the same. It's just not. They run a lot of zone reads and all that. It's just not going to be the same when the guards are not. Like, Ciamalo, I mean, they hate him or love him. He's at least a, a solid athlete. Herbig is not. He's just a big dude. And that's that's fine. I mean, he's he's a good run, he's a good blocker, but again, you have no screening. Now, here's the thing. Jamon Brown plays at least on one side of the football, you can play the screen game because Jamon Brown's a better athlete for the position. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. I do want to thank everybody, you know, for listening. Like I said, the three keys, it's, it's, you know, the offense line has to win. Fulgham has to play again like Jerry Rice. And we have to stop misdirections. And by the way, with that Fulgham playing like Jerry Rice, again, the Carson Wentz over quarterback rating, it has to be over 105. I mean, he's gonna. He can't turn the ball over. I don't care if it's Ertz's fault or Hail Mary. He cannot turn the ball over in this game. No interceptions. He has to throw zero interceptions. So add that as a special key as well. And oh yeah, that's right. Didn't the Eagles bring in a kicker or something this week? Uh, I, again, it, it's not really being talked about, and he's not on any injury report. But if they brought a kicker in, it's like the greatest news in the world for me because they're finally catching on to the hint that Jake Elliott is completely unreliable at the position. And I'm tired of him getting autonomy there because it's just, to me, it's jokes. It's something to add space for me. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, he's been a joke. So, I, like I said, I will welcome the day that there's a new kicker. Because when I saw that guy come short from 53 yards, he was 
dead to me right there in that Washington game. Dead to me. That was a crucial kick, by the way. Missed. Crucial kick against Pittsburgh. Missed. Can't do that. You're in the NFL. You got to be one of the 32 best. He's not one of the 92 best. Thanks for listening to The New Norm. Stay safe. Stay educated. Stay healthy. Go Eagles. Go. 